Good afternoon or good evening to all of the podcast listeners today. I just wanted to tap in to say how you doing. Hope you're doing well. And to really just talk about some things that have just come to my mind. Um, I try to stay current sometimes with the times. and um, But there's so much that's been happening with me this week, I feel like spiritually God is really checking me in a lot of areas of my life and my heart, especially my attitude <laughs> towards some of my loved ones. And I'm just going to be straight up and real with it. I'm not going to go into detail or anything. I don't want to share personal um, things on here. Um, nothing in particular, but just really searching me and checking me. Um, you know, to be completely honest and very transparent, I thought I had coronavirus again and it came up that I had to test and it was negative, praise the Lord. But, and then, you know, other things happened and I was just like, oh, not this too. And, you know, with working and just trying to do other things that God is leading me to, it's just been a really trying week for me. But out of those things, God is producing so much in me that I still have to just give him all the praise and glory through the times that I'm feeling like I'm tested on every side or that the weights are coming to try to throw me off. You know, I'm having dreams of the enemy trying to attack me and, and I'm fighting him and I barely have enough strength. And that's what I feel like. That's kind of like the season that I'm in. I'm in and out of that season. It's like, how many times do you feel like you're going to go through these things. How many times do you feel like you're going to just, this is a transparent podcast today. So y'all can just keep a sister in, in, in uplifted in prayer. Cause I'm, I've been through it this week and I'm just being real with y'all. So I ain't always got the encouragement to give all the time, but it does feel like God, how many times are we going to give our best and not be sleeping around and not be, you know, cutting up with people and trying to check our attitude, which in way when everybody is cutting up outside and, and flipping people off and calling people bees and hoes and sluts on the street. And I mean, I'm seeing all of this go down in my neighborhood and there's people with drugs and we're lifting up the name of Jesus every day. We're listening to Maverick City music. We're praising God. We're going to church. We're writing in our Bibles. We're reading our Bibles. We're we're doing all of the things, and yet and still, it feels like we're under attack after attack after attack. Honey, you can raise your hand while you're listening to this podcast to say, girl, uh, I'm there, Ebony. Like, I feel you, sis. Honey, here at thrift stores and coffee shops, one thing we're going to do is keep it real, because this week was a, one of those weeks for me. And last year, I've had many days like this, and I'm just wondering, God, when is it going to be lifted? You know, the burdens, this, 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 this Corona crap, this, uh, pandemic, cause we all know that this was created by man. And if you don't know, I hope God reveals to you that this was something that the devil orchestrated through elite beings that wanted to take over and want population control and all of that crap. But that's a whole nother podcast. Cause I got receipts for that. So, but it's just like, how long father God, because the scriptures do tell us in Second Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name, you know, would humble themselves and pray, we got to turn from our wicked ways. You know, like I said, this was a test for me this week. And there were some things that came up out of me that I was like, God, I thought that we got rid of that. I thought I've had a better attitude regarding that. I thought I didn't need to continue to go off in this, <laughs> in this area of my life because I'm just frustrated. Am I still angry about this? Like, you know, the Lord, he has to still deal with you when the test comes and you feel like you fail a test because he's, the enemy's going to always be pushing your buttons. He's never going to stop. So your best bet is to find out ways to combat that 
through praise and worship, through reading your word and making sure that you know how to simmer him down and toss him to the side and roast and toast him demons, you know, up on the, on, upon his altar that he thought he built for whatever thing, cause they're going to be coming and they come and he comes, he'll send people you love to test you, boo. You know, to tempt you and and to saying the wrong things or to cut up or they do something. It's just like, are you still doing this after 15 years? You still doing this kind of stuff, huh? Like, I'm telling you, this is, it could be the, it could be your own spouse. You thought two years later, y'all was over this thing and then some come up and then I thought we were past this. Why this coming up again? I thought, I thought we, I thought we overcame this, boo. Why are we dealing with this again? Did you really get delivered or did you not really get delivered? Because I'm starting to see that this this thing is still trying to take hold of you. I mean, I'm telling you, coming from every side, it, it's just, it seems like, and sometimes it seems like it's, not that it's unbearable, but it's like, I know I'm not about to lose my mind out here. I know that's not about to happen. So, guy, either you're going to have to swoop in like you always do, or you're just going to have to deal with me accordingly because I know I'm not the only one feeling this way. I know I just, I know we all have a vent, a vent in us. You know, you try not to complain, but you're like, God, where are you at? It's like they would tell you to praise and worship through the hard times, praise and worship through the sad times, praise and worship through the good times and the bad times. But sometimes you're just tired. Sometimes you don't even have a praise in you. Sometimes you ain't got a prayer in you. You ain't got no, you, you, you just got to say, can you just, Jesus, go to the throne on my behalf, because the Bible says that Jesus will utter them words for you when you ain't got nothing to say. He gonna he gonna go before you. You know the Holy Spirit is our comforter, but Jesus can he can petition for you. That's what he's there for. He the middleman. He the middleman. I mean, I was, I would like to say the Holy Spirit is a middleman too, but Jesus is the one. You know, like. I don't know, but this was just one of those, those weeks for me. It was definitely one of those, those days. Today is a lot better. You know, I I would have to say I've come through the week. I at least made it through Friday and I'm still alive and I'm still well. So I thank God, you know, I thank God that my test was negative. Even if it still feels like I got something that I can't explain, I say, God, just have your way and wipe it out. And I'm okay with talking about this on, you know, the podcast. I know a lot of people think about like you know health things and some stuff should stay like personal and all of that but I mean it's all a part of the testimony the test it comes for the testimony and um I'm not directly impacted by certain things like in the world so I feel like you know I'm not here giving any like advice on what you know people should do I just I always try to encourage people to do your own research on stuff and just make sure that you know you're taking care of yourself, uh, mind, body, and soul. Um, but what I really did want to come on here and say, even though I got that vent out the way, um, since we talk about the body and um, how God created us, I think when I think about it, the way that we were created was just really, really interesting and really intricate and very detailed how God really just formed our bodies. I was watching a birth video, not like, you know, 
it was it was covered still. You didn't see everything. It was just kind of somebody I was watching. And I just, I cried during the, the part of watching it. Because I just thought about, like, my own, you know, you think about moms and certain things and that you've gone through with your parents and, you know, how mothers give life. And sometimes you don't, you take those things for granted. And I kind of, that kind of hit me in that area because I was like, dang, man, you take things for granted. You know, this person is giving birth to life and we've given, our mothers have given birth to life to us and we don't realize how much of a sacrifice that was for them. And I can't speak for anybody else's mom, but she had all of her children with no epidural. So my mom, you know, was a, was an OG for that. I can't say if my grandmother had all 10 of her children that way. It's a possibility that she did. Um, but honestly, I tip my hat for anybody giving birth at all and is able to give it full term and everybody's healthy, um, whether that's natural or unnatural. But the lady I was watching was giving birth naturally. She had no epidural. But I feel like the grace of God was still on her because as much pain as you could tell she was in, for some reason, I feel like I've watched women that before they actually got their epidural or when they were about to get it, she still carried this grace and supernatural, like and she was a Christian, so maybe that's what it was too. She still carried to me, not like she wasn't like overtly over the top. You know how some women could be extremely dramatic because that pain is like, I know um it's not a game you know I've never given birth to children I haven't yet but I know it's not a game to be played with <laughs> like you're literally you could lose your life like women have died giving birth to children you know but <laughs> like I just watched the video looking at it like wow like she really still embodied the presence of God had to be on her because he you know he allowed her to go through it but it was a supernatural situation for her because she she literally still carried herself with so much grace even through that I was just like my god and I just thought about how amazing women's bodies are in like you know how I don't know how I got on childbirth but I just think about men's bodies too and um sometimes it'll it, it just reminds me how how creative god is and how amazing he is and how nothing is impossible with him. I've watched, and I might've talked about it on a podcast before I might've made mention of it. Sometimes I'll watch commercials and it'll have people with no legs and they literally have prosthetics on and they're running. Like, I mean, full speed, like speed racer, snow dogs. <laughs> they're out of here. Like, and I just, I'm so amazed by that. I don't know if anybody else gets stripped out by that. Like, this person literally ain't got no legs on. And they're running with their stubby. <laughs> okay? Like, literally. Knees in this prosthetic. And they are going like they are full blast speed. I said this body was created to be resilient. Our souls were created to be resilient. Our spirits were created to be resilient because we are made in the image of God. So it doesn't matter if you ain't got no legs, sis. It don't matter if you lost your arm, bruh. Like, you can still do stuff. It amazes me. There was one guy, I forget his name. 
I know I do believe he did a TED talk or he's been on several stage talking about his story and he literally does not have any arms and he has no legs and he just kind of hops around I think he has feet though I can't really remember how how his body is is formed and how he's able to get around I think he is able to I mean he's since he started like his ministry I think like he is a Christian too talking on all of that he's gotten married he's had children I'm like this is amazing like I'm I'm, I'm starting to think you still functioning like that like you having babies out here but it just amazes me how God created our bodies and like we could complain so much about not wanting to walk not wanting to do this but here you have people that ain't got no legs that ain't got no arms doing it like Jesus, we take our arms and legs for granted. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I have. And I try to walk every day because I have a dog. You know, I got to walk her. But I'm just like, what we don't do with our bodies makes me feel like, so like, why am I not doing that when I have the body that God created me to still functionally do that? And here somebody is that doesn't have what I have is doing more than I'm doing. That'll put you to shame, won't it? I also watched another story. It was um, one of the 90s Olympic gymnast sister, which their whole story is totally amazing how they met each other. They're sisters and they were both, um, I think they both were adopted. Either one was adopted or they both were. I couldn't remember. But anyway, they came back together and um, they both were kind of in the gymnastic sphere, which they neither one of them knew each other. They didn't know that. But the one that, the sister that doesn't have any, I want to say she doesn't have any legs. She has arms. She does like more of the um, aerial. I think that's what you could call it. Aerial kind of acrobatics, like where you're like twisting and, and, and on the streamers and stuff like that. And you can, you know, twirl and all of that stuff. And she, it was just super dope. Like to have the fact that no matter like that there's two siblings that didn't even know each other but they were trained you know in similar function like gymnastics and all of that and then to come together and they're both so great at it and they're they're good one actually teaches gymnastics now and the other actually still does her thing I thought that was so neat but the, the one that didn't have any legs like was really like just twirling all on the thing and I'm like but you just you know that is a gift from God so it's like the fact that that didn't hold her back just show me too like we are a resilient people there's just some things that just I don't understand why we make so many so many excuses about not doing our purpose or not doing the will of God because I feel like it's people like that that is God is allowed to be in the world to remind us of how blessed we are for one and how fortunate we are to still be able to do the things that we can do every day when somebody like them you know, that doesn't have certain things still don't have a complaint in the world because they haven't had this for the years of their life, but they still can navigate through life the best way they can without, you know, the frustration that they may have had before, but they've learned to work it out. And it's been great, you know, but we always feel sorry for those people, but they're like, no, I'm all right. I'm cool. You know, there's somebody worse off than me. Like imagine like, and I've seen it. There was a lady that literally is around our neighborhood that I see when I go to the grocery store sometimes she's literally not only homeless but she ain't got no legs and I'm like and she's in a wheelchair and she is like gone like I mean she'd be out of here and I was so scared for her one day because I watched across the street 
and um <clears throat> i was like oh jesus please don't let her get hit lord lord don't let her get hit i was like she moving though like <laughs> i was afraid for her at first and i was just like god i was covering her in prayer because i was like jesus not only does she have legs she has she had this wheelchair and then she had a bunch of stuff on it because you know when you're homeless you're carrying everything with you you got your little money wherever you got it and you got your food you got your 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 cover your your you know what I'm saying? You got everything on you. She had all of this and she had bags. I'm like, God, how do you do this? How are these people out here doing this? I don't even know how she's doing it, but she's doing it. And she wasn't complaining about it either. She was making, she was doing what she had to do. Right, right. That's what we usually say. We got to do what we have to do. Even though it doesn't have to be like that for her, but to watch her navigate homeless and no leg. I was like, well, I can shut up. I can be quiet now. I, I really don't have nothing to complain about because I have a place to stay and I got my legs. Well, I probably should just keep doing what God told me to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes God just has to remind us. Yeah, the homeless people, y'all don't like them out here. Some of y'all don't like them out here, but they're here to remind you how blessed you are. So you can complain about them all you want to, but you gonna, you going home at night. You got a home to go into. You got a raggedy apartment you go go to whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm, yep. Oh, you got food. They out here, you got shelter, you got heat. They out here starting fires, but hey, you got a heater. Be grateful, you know what I mean? It's just like, like I feel like homeless people are literally there for us to remind us of how blessed we are and how we're still supposed to help them. Those are God's people too. Most of the time when you sit and talk to them, I don't know if you ever had a conversation with a homeless person, but I actually had a friendship with one. She would email me and everything. She would text in me, check with me, check in with me, tell me how she's doing. I don't know where she's at now, but I pray for her that she's well. She would tell me how she's doing. I bought her groceries one time. You know, we would check in with each other. She would tell me I'd be praying for her. You know, but it was it's, it was it was what it was. You know, but it's like most of the time they know God because that's who's carried them this whole time. And they'd be like, "Yeah, I pray to God every day." They'd be like, "Yeah, praise Jesus. God has me out here just loving loving on people." And I'm like, "My God, if you only knew." <laughs> But the Bible tells us who to take care of. And those are the people. God's like, look, they're my children too. I just don't understand people that could think that these people are any less than we are. Because we're a lot of us have been one, one stop away from that moment. You know, I, I have. I mean, several times. I'm like, am I going to have to sleep in my car today? And there were moments where I did literally sleep in my car. I did. You know, it wasn't that I didn't have no place to go. I was just tired. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to sleep in my car today. <laughs> but actually, at the time, you know, if I got kicked out of somewhere, I mean, what can you do? You know, it's just like, we're going to sleep in the car for today. I mean, I'm fortunate and blessed. Some days are like that, you know, and God will tell you, even if you have to sleep in your car for a day or two, don't complain about it. Because you at least you have a car to sleep in. There's somebody on the street. There is always some situation that we have to still be grateful, even if it feels like it's not enough. And this is something that I'm learning in my life. Like, you could be at your last leg. There are people that are literally dying on their bed with cancer. And it's just like, Lord, I'm still going to say, have your way. I'm still grateful there's somebody that's already dead. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. There's somebody that's, almost, there's somebody that's already dead, Lord. But I'm thankful there is somebody's grandma. That is still giving God praise and she's on her way out of here. Do you hear me? Oh, this is a word for me. I don't know how I ended up starting off being venting and tell you how irritated I've been this week, but God has been dealing with me and testing me, checking me. 
and how grateful I am at the same time, how bodies are resilient and how grateful. I don't know. This is just an all over podcast. We don't call it the all over because <laughs> I've been all over the place this week. But God, he's be great. But this is their stories and coffee shops, y'all. I just I just want to say be grateful, you know, be thankful. Even if you're going through a week or having a week like I've had, your suffering is not in vain. Either God is trying to produce a harvest out of you or he's trying to teach you something in this season or he's just trying to get you to a place to just constantly just be in praise, be in worship. Don't let the enemy just be like a gnat. You know how gnats come in your house and you're just like, oh my God, and you're waving them away or you're you're clapping them and you're popping them in your hands or killing them with your hands or you're putting your apple cider vinegar. Don't let him be that gnat to you. All you have to do is submit to God and resist him and he will flee. I didn't submit enough this week and I have to give you give God that that honesty today on the podcast, all y'all. Just to be honest, I didn't submit enough this week. That's why he probably was able to kind of get to me. Because I didn't submit enough. If God was telling me, Ebony, just praise and worship. Just be grateful. Just thank me. There are ways out of situations that we kind of can create for ourselves if we're not watching our mouth, if we're not doing diligence with the, what the Lord tells us to and what the word tells us to. And we're going to our attitudes and we're going to our feelings first. Feelings first will get you feeling first results. But praise first, worship first will give you worship and praise results. Because that the enemy will stop. He can't go and keep doing things when you're in praise mode. Like he has no, he has no backing. He has nothing. Those darts, those weapons are, are, they're, they're null and void. They're that, that, that bullet that he's trying to shoot you with. Sis, you got your armor on. So there's no way that it can penetrate. That's where he's trying to cut you with. I got my shield of faith on, bruh. Not going to work. Gospel of peace, my feet. Helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, bro. My word, you know, but if we're not actively navigating with those things that we know are our tools to defeat this devil doctrine and demons and all of these things, then yeah, he's going to have a field day with you. Oh, and don't let him come and try to fiddle with you when you have these triggers. Because behind every trigger is a lie. This is something that I've learned. There's some kind of lie in between that trigger because nothing would trigger you if there wasn't a lie attached to it. Okay, so let's just say, for instance, you got triggered by your your husband. Because for whatever reason, he said something to you and it made you feel not good enough. Well, that's not because your husband was trying to tear you down. You automatically assume that your husband was trying to make you feel a certain kind of way, but really he was just talking to you. Behind there is an unforgettable moment in your life where you felt not good enough. Maybe it started with your dad. So then you're going to have to trace back and be like, God, why do I feel not good enough? Well, God will be like, well, remember when you were 12? And your dad told you this, it made you feel like that. Now, maybe it wasn't right that your dad said that, but in the event, it made you feel not good enough. You were already 12. You were trying to come in of age, you know, you're still not knowing who you are. You're a teenager. Let's not even go there about that. (laughs) Young adulthood, you know, trying to navigate through life as a 12 year old about to become 13, you know, and your daddy says something about you. Or a made mention of your body, you know, and it's just like your body image or your husband said something and it just triggered. There's a lie there. Don't let the enemy get that because he's going to continue to allow those lies to fester if you don't handle that lie that's at the very root. If he can't, he can't attack where there's not a lie. You know what I'm saying? If that lie's not there, he's not going to attack you. The enemy dwells in darkness. So if it's covered, it's sin, it's hidden, it's a dark, it's a lie, he's going to and you know why this is a scripture backed up reference? Because he said, the Bible says that he is the father of lies. And if he's the father of lies, 
What makes you think he's not going to dwell in your heart in an area that is full of lies? According to John chapter 8, verse 44, and I'm going to read it to you. This is the NIV version. I usually like NLT, but I'm doing this quickly. So look, John 8, verse 44, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. Remember, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not holding to truth, the truth, excuse me, because there's only one truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. That's Bible, boo. That's Bible. He's the father of lies. So if there's a lie, there is is probably attached to that trigger. Nine times out of ten. And you can you can you can ask the Lord about it. Go to him to confirm it. Always make sure you confirm it. Anything I say on here. I don't say everything right on here anyway. Because sometimes I have to go back to the Bible and be like, wait, did I say that? I'm like, well, hold on. I didn't mean to say it like that. You know, I have to check myself. I just I sometimes I just be raining on, but most of the time I have scripture backing up. But I know one thing for sure, based on healing classes, therapy sessions I've had, Holy Spirit encounters, and reading my Bible, the revelations I've gotten from the Lord. That sis, if you're dealing with some triggers, you're probably dealing with some lies. That's a whole nother podcast <laughs> in the event. But I'm just saying things to work on in ourselves. You know, you could be dealing with lies, you know, behind the anger is some hurt. So maybe you have to go through a little bit of that. You know, I was dealing with that this week. You know, why am I so angry about this? Why is this so frustrating to me that I can't seem to overcome this particular area of my life when I thought last year we got through this, Lord? Like, why am I struggling with this? Get with, get with me, Lord, and deal with me accordingly in my heart. And show me how to deal with this, this thing in this area and how to release this burden to you if I'm still hanging on to this. Because I don't want burdens to get me sick. I don't want things that I'm carrying to make me feel ill, you know, because that could have been a reason why I'm feeling not good. You know, haven't been feeling that my best this week. I would say I'm not feeling good, but my best. You know, I've still been able to work. Thank God he's giving me enough grace to where I'm not humped over on the bed, like coughing up whatever and all this craziness like a lot of people deal with you know in their life but I'm like God grant me the things that I need in this season so that I can walk my purpose out fully without the negativity without the the, the things that I've tried to come and keep me from being you know fulfilled in these areas and just I want to have a freedom that's not false. I don't want a false freedom. Like, I don't want to be on this podcast talking about how good things are and I'm, they're just not great, you know? And there are going to be days that are challenging. I'm not saying, I mean, for the most part, my life is good. So I could not complain about anything, even if I wanted to. God has been very great to me and he still makes ways out of no way for me when I don't even understand. And I'm just thankful for that. But there are times where I feel like I really do need to like rest and figure out what's the next move for it for Ebony because I don't want to live my life as a lie before anyone. And I definitely don't want to say I'm good in this area and I'm not, I'm not here to falsify anything, not the word of truth and not my own life. Cause I've lived enough of religion and, um, you know, coming from a religious background and whatever denomination anybody has been in their life, you would know that the religion was not the relationship God wanted to have with you. And I've been talking to God ever since I was a little girl and I've been hearing from him, but that the relationship that I have with God now was something that he was beginning in my childhood to foster, but because life and because of friendships and because of 
distractions and all of the things that he allowed for me to do because he gave me free will even as a child. Those choices that I made kind of stunted that growth in him, but he always pursues you to the point where he'll be like, okay, now do I have your attention? Now can we work on some things? Because I really want to produce this greatness out of you. But you're going to have to go through some things first. But I have to get rid of a lot of this stuff. But because of relationships, you have to go through this now. But because of your own way and your own pride and your own ego and because of you, 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 and not giving it to me, 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 me. Now we have to take this why this took a little longer than usual. But you know what? I thank God that he will redeem the time because it doesn't feel like I lost any time. It just feels like sometimes the older you get, the more you want to be at a certain place. But it's just like God will get you there if you just walk with him and you hold his hand throughout it all, you know? But anyways, hopefully this is encouraging you to you, maybe convicting to you. I don't know. I didn't come here to convict or condemn anyone. I just came here to tell the truth about where I am and what is going on with me. Um, but I just I thank you guys for being here. I know it takes a lot to give your time, especially 30 minutes of your time, which it feels like it doesn't even uh, even know, don't even know we have 30 minutes to give anymore in this day and age but I feel like God is really just still working on all of us and I just I just want you to tell you I'm a work in progress just like you sis and this week has been one of those trying weeks but just keep me in prayer keep my health in prayer that everything is well and all is well with every part of my body I pray for you and that your cells are doing well and that you know everything is is, is well with you. And, and my prayer is that we can continue to walk this walk out with Jesus at the forefront of it all. Cause I'm telling you, things are really happening around us and we want to make sure we're safe and secure in the arms of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.